Okay. So we're not um, going to uh, spend lengthy amounts of um, time as we have with Genesis breaking up text and cross-referencing and everything. Uh, today's message is it's very simple um, in the sense that um, there's only a few verses in the, in the Gospels that speak of this event. It's recorded in three of the four Gospels, and, and um, the person in question is actually mentioned in all four Gospels several times. In fact, um, there are indications that um, these people were very closely familiar, uh, more than acquaintances. Um, perhaps uh, they were uh, family friends of Joseph and his mother Mary. Um, perhaps they're um, distantly related. Uh, perhaps they met and uh, befriended this family on their many trips to Jerusalem. Um, perhaps um, they heard of Jesus' ministry in his later time, and when the opportunity arose, as it mentions in Luke 7, they invited Jesus into their home, and um, there was um, a friendship that grew out of that. I am referring to Lazarus, Martha, and her sister Mary. And for these three Sundays, we are going to circle around these three individuals and um, and how they're connected to the events of this week that we are remembering now. For everything that the Bible says about Jesus' life and ministry and teaching, about a third or more is devoted to this last week of his life a substantial portion of what we know about Jesus and his teachings is recorded in this week. As I mentioned with the young children, today's message is about devotion. I've called it prepared for burial, and we'll look at it together now. But it talks about the object of our devotion and the degree of our devotion. Before we get into it, I want us to think about that word in our daily lives today. What do we devote 
our energy, our time, our resources uh, to. I'm not talking about going to work and earning a living and going on holiday with your family and um, spending some time and money in your hobbies and um, enjoying what God has given us in, um, in measure and balance and appropriateness. I am talking about moments or periods in our life or a consistent habit of Obsession, I don't know if you've ever had this, to go to sleep thinking about that thought or that thing or that, that thing that is your devotion and waking up the next morning and the first thing that you think of literally is the continuation of where you left off the night before. I'm sure you've had that. I'm sure you've had perhaps even a worry in your life um, that you have devoted an excess of, uh, of thought and energy and finances to where it doesn't leave space for anything else. Now, in every area um, that we would devote ourselves to, I believe, uh, can lead to sin. But there is one area um, where devotion to that, um, uh, everything of ourselves <laughs> is is required. And I'm going to explain a little bit what I mean now. But we're talking about devotion and one woman's act of devotion. So I want us to read just the story together in Matthew 21. We're going to look at that quickly together. And when Jesus, so Matthew 21 from verse 6. And when Jesus was in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, a woman came to him having an alabaster flask of 26. I'm sorry, it's a misprint on my part. I apologize. Chapter 26, thank you. Verse 6 and 7. A woman came to him having an alabaster flask of very costly, fragrant oil, and she poured it on his head as he sat at the table. But when his disciples saw it, they were indignant, saying, Why this waste? For this fragrant oil might have been sold for much and given to the poor. But when Jesus was aware of it, he said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? 
for she has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always, but me you do not have always. For in pouring this fragrant oil on my body, she did it for my burial. Assuredly, I say to you, whether this gospel is preached in the whole world, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. Dear Lord, you ask us to remember the cross, and we do so. But Lord, let us not forget the devotion we must appropriate not to remember half-heartedly, not to remember in the midst of all the other to-dos in our life. But from a pure and unattached devotion we may live a healthy, uh, balanced life uh, that may seem strange to the rest of the world, but that from this devotion to you and to who you are, you call us to be a testimony to the world. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> okay. So there's a few things. Uh, let's just take a, a few moments to consolidate the stories in the three Gospels. In Mark chapter 14, he tells us that um, he sat at the table, a woman having an alabaster flask, um, poured it on his head. And in Mark, it tells us that the person that um, spoke um, for it, it might be so sold for more than 300 denarii. That was an entire year's wage. An entire year's wage. Said, let her alone. She has done a good work. Um, for you have the poor with you always. She has come beforehand to anoint me for my burial. In John chapter 12, it adds a uh, several other details to the story. It tells us um, that Bethany, where Lazarus was, we know it was the same town where Lazarus was raised, uh, and we're going to look at that later in the week. Um, there they made him a supper. So it was in the town where his close friends, Lazarus, Martha, and Mary lived, 
and he was in the house of Simon, uh, assuredly a leper that was healed, otherwise he wouldn't have been allowed to stay in a house. And being in the same town, these three were invited to join them for this meal. And it says, Martha served, but Lazarus was one of them who sat with them at the table. So there was Simon, and there was the disciples, and there was Lazarus, and they were enjoying this meal together that Martha had made. And then it says, um, Mary took a pound of very costly oil. Tells us what the oil was made out of. It said that she anointed his feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with this fragrant oil. So it adds lot more detail there and it tells us um, that Judas was the one that uh, initiated this uh, reproof um, why couldn't we have sold that expensive rare um, valuable flask of oil and given the money to the poor and it says he didn't really care about the poor, but he was the guy holding the money box, and he sometimes dipped his fingers in there on occasion. Jesus didn't specifically uh, call him out on this, but instead focused on this act of devotion. It's a short exchange, but it speaks so much of, um, of how we understand it. What about uh, what Jesus said? Um, you have the poor with you always. Should we disregard our uh, call to goodwill uh, and ignore the poor and pour all of our money into the coffers of the church because that will show devotion. No. <laughs> no, that's not what it's saying. But let's think back to the things that uh, take our devotion. It might, uh, in worldly terms, seem good it might uh, seem justified, it might seem um, right. All I want is a child. And years and years of trying and fertility treatment and uh, hormone treatment and millions of rands of hospital bills and consultations. I just want a child. I just, I just want to have a child to raise and to love. 
we can throw our devotion into charity and spend our entire life um, caring for the physical needs of others. A millionaire that was addicted to drugs and partied and lived life uh, started a, uh, a charity where he provides drinking water to um, much of the world that doesn't have uh, access to clean water. Does that mean that um, we should condemn what he's doing? Of course not. Does that mean we can judge someone for wanting a child that badly? No, we can't judge that person. But we must always acknowledge that the means never justifies an end. And that our actions have no eternal weight apart from God. That we can obsess and devote our entire lives and our existence to a cause apart from God that is entirely temporary. It is. It's fleeting. You see, <clears throat> what Jesus is focusing on here is that Like ourselves, things shift and uh, priorities change and societies as a whole um, place value on different things. And from one generation to the next, charity looks very different. <clears throat> but... God is constant. God is the author of truth. God is um, the only bearing that we can rely on that always points in the same direction. <clears throat> when we devote our time, and our thoughts, the space in our uh, minds to think, because thinking takes time, and we only have so many hours in a day to fill our train of thought with things. When we place it in Jesus Christ, what we then do when we are called to it, whether it be good works, 
whether it be uh, serving, whether it be um, making a difference in our community, whether it be uh, sharing the gospel with someone on a bus, it changes that dynamic. Martha, um, sorry, Mary, had this um, rare, expensive fragrance. And, um, and she brought it to Jesus. And she broke the flask. Now, I, I don't even know if that was necessary, but the alabaster flask itself was also very rare. And instead of using a cloth, she used her own hair to wipe it from his feet. To show that this object has no intrinsic value other than um, the value uh, that I can give to you, Lord, <clears throat> that my body has um, its only value because you ascribe value, that it's, it's easy to take a cloth and wipe your feet and show a measure of devotion, but what is devotion? What is the act of saying this is the most important thing in my life when the acts of devotion do not measure up to what we say? That you are my Lord and that the most expensive thing that, that, that I have ever owned and will ever own, I give to you freely. And that my own body um, to show you, Lord, you are the object of my devotion to show it in proportion. That's what Mary did. He says that he, she was preparing before... Um, for burial. Now, whether she was conscious of that or not, I, I, I doubt it. Um, Jesus said that's ultimately what was going on uh, when uh, you prepared a body for burial. You would clean it, you would wash it, and you would put fragrant oils um, so that it smelled nice wrap it up and dry it and wrap it up in cloth um, before burial. And we're going to look at that as well because Martha and Mary were there as well. <clears throat> so today on this Palm Sunday, I don't want to make any excessive or... Um, uh, intricate thoughts or break down uh, the massive outline. I just want to point to 
the fact that she valued the time that was given to her with Jesus. That if we were there and, and we, we were counting the days off to Jesus' crucifixion, where he died for my sins, <clears throat> how uh, increasingly valuable would those days have, have been? And when we talk about um, what we place value on, that Christ died on the cross for us, God the Father allowed that because he loved us. He loves us. What would you give for the safety of your child? All the things that occupy your mind from uh, the morning till the night, the trophy that you polish every day, or the, um, the things that take our devotion, what would we give for the safety of our children? to show devotion in appropriate measure to the Lord as she has done. To measure it against what we think is right and good and should take our time might change the next week. And the, the love that God has shown, um, not through devotion, <laughs> but through sacrifice. What are we willing to devote to what is important to us? Jesus Christ, what are we able to sacrifice? It might be those things that we have to sacrifice on the altar of, uh, of humility. <laughs> it might be a lifestyle, it might be um, ideals, it might be um, it might be this very church. What if the Lord said, sell this building? Sell it. What's more important, what would we be willing to 
give for the Lord in our devotion to him, in our single-mindedness. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I pray now for this lesson to be applied in our lives. Understand that we have a warped sense of uh, value and even things that might seem appropriate Lord I pray that you may help us sacrifice those things that that take devotion and worship away from you, that we can live full and content and a wonderful life with nothing. Help us, Lord, to place our devotion in you. In Jesus' name, amen.